0: You gotta fight for your right to party! You're listening to the Arrowhead Live Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Aftermath Podcast, Season Three, Episode Three, and it's game week, ladies and gentlemen. Game I am your game host, game. Christopher Tenney, joined with CJ Drone. CJ, how the juices feeling as we get ready?
1: Hey, man, the season ended in January in the way we wanted to, but we're back, baby. It's week one, it's game week. It's September. The fall is just—I think we all can agree—the fall is the best season, right? Football's back basketball is on the horizon. The food is always the best time of the year. The weather is always great. I'm excited. Baseball baseballs yeah. a playoff as well. WNBA playoffs. The fall is just the best time of the year, man.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's always headed by football, man. I just, I feel like a kid every time this week, you know, I just kind of get too, those jitters and like, even just the Thursday game, waiting up for the Rams and bills feels like it takes forever. And I don't even right. really care, you know, who wins <laughs> the game other than I want to watch, watch it just for fruiting interest. But like, Exactly. Chiefs then come in and play the Cardinals on the road Sunday, uh, three thirty Central Time kickoff. I believe it's going to be that you know the prime time of the three o'clock hour. I think most of the country will get that game. What? Let's just get into it. Like, what's kind of the feelings going into this game as the as the Chiefs? You know, new look offense, no Tyreek Hill. That's all that anyone wants to talk about. Any any nerves going in playing Kyler Murray?
1: I think everyone's pretty much excited for the game. Like you said, it's a it's a great matchup. I'm very um, super excited that we don't have to play DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> right, Definitely. I know you want to play the best, but hey, with a new look secondary and so many new faces, like you mentioned on the last episode, I'm gl- I'm thankful that our secondary gets to have that little break for your first official NFL game. So I think everyone's really excited, man. We have a new look pass rush, uh, new weapons on offense. Andy's juiced up. I'm sure you know our guy number 15. When he gets petty, he's a little pissed off. So. Uh, i'm i'm excited for this week man there's so many storylines we can touch on we'll try to cover them as much as we can today for sure
0: well yeah and i think the biggest one you already just briefly touched on is we've been talking about on this podcast through the first two episodes about the young secondary and how we're a little concerned about it especially because of the level of quarterbacks they're playing early with playing a good quarterback and kyler murray who just got paid he's athletic without deandre hopkins you know his corpse of A.J. Green's there? Hollywood Brown, you know, he's fast, but is he really anything to keep an eye on? You know, Zach Ertz may not even play this game. He's kind of banged up. Mm-hmm. It's a great first game to while. You can still play quality quarterback play, but not have that quality as quality receivers on the outside that maybe get the confidence early.
1: No, absolutely. There's a lot of things going on for Arizona right now, but as a secondary,
0: when you get to play, a
1: mobile quarterback like Kyler, he's going to test you for sure because he's going to make your D line have to stay disciplined in their rush lanes and keep them inside the pocket. He's going to extend plays like he always does. So guys are going to have to stay on their keys and stay on the hips of the receivers. And it's, a, it's a new look for them as well. You no know DeAndre Hopkins, Hollywood Brown comes over from Baltimore. Rondale Moore gets an extended stay is there as well. They resign Zach Ertz. So it's going to be an interesting offense for them. I know they still have James Conner. They got our old Casey boy, Darrell Williams is over there wearing the red and white for them. So. Uh, it's it's a good matchup on both sides of the ball. So I'm super excited to see how Spags does with this defense for sure.
0: Right. And what are your expectations defensively with the new cast, with the young group?
1: I, I expect us to go in there the first
0: quarter of the season. I think it may be
1: a little rough because we play a lot of good quarterbacks, man. We start off with Kyler and then we play Herbert. And then we got to play. Obviously we know we play Matt Ryan and the Colts and those guys. And we play the Bucks, the Bill, the first half of the season. So there's a lot of good quarterbacks we play in the first quarter. So I'm patient with them. I'm not going to get frustrated with any mistakes that we make in the first three or four weeks, because it's a long season, 17 weeks, eight, 17 games in 18 weeks is a lot of football to be played. So I'm not going to be as frustrated as, as other fans would be. Uh, I would be patient, but I would expect us to say this. We should play well in week one, knowing yeah. that they don't have their number one receiver. I think our secondary should fare well. I think Schnee's due to have a breakout year. Obviously we know a lot of people are kind of sleeping on his name, but I've seen some former DBs break down some film and give him some credit. So I think he's a guy to keep an eye on for non-Chiefs fans, especially we love him in the kingdom. But, I'm excited for this group, man. I, I think I think we'll play well. I think we'll, it may be a little rocky at times, but I think overall they'll show they're just more like you just said, faster, more physical, and it's just a better overall unit than it was last year.
0: Right, and I, you know, I think this may be the perfect first thing because no one really scares me outside of Kyler just because of what he can do. But as far no, as what's left, James Connor is is not a guy that i fear i know he's had some good season i know he's had some good games but he's not a guy that i think is i'm worried about hurting us at all in the yeah, in the run sure. game again mm-hmm. we already talked about the receivers isabella still they're like it's just a bunch of yep. old to mid-level receivers yep. that this this it's a great first test i think nick bolton is going to make his presence felt early i mm-hmm. think we could see george Karloftis. you know get get some action with Kyle's going to try to keep the play alive. George. And we know George has that motor. Uh, how, how awesome would that be to see two motors going after each other and George just to keep after oh, yeah. Kyle, chase him down or something, get a sack. Like George may be who I'm watching the closest on the defensive side of the ball, this first game, just because of what he showed in the preseason and the, just the overall hype around him.
1: No, absolutely. After what he did during that Chicago game, then he followed it up with the D.C. performance, I'm like, hey, if George Carl Empty is getting double teamed, then that means Robert Quinn and Frank... And Chris Jones again one-on-ones. I'll take that all day. So, right. <laughs> I think everyone's excited for George. He has a new nickname, Furious George. I've been hearing that buzz around town. So, you know, likes he likes he it, too. Yeah. Yeah. He likes it. He does. Yep, he likes <laughs> it. He's great to see it's some nice. good branding. He's going to be wearing a T-shirt with the with the monkey on and everything. Probably clip art his face on the shirt or something. So, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited to see what George does, man. Like you said, his motor's been great to see. And that was probably one of my biggest concerns about him coming out of college. It wasn't his effort. We know he plays hard. It's just the fact of having – does he really good with his hands, having pass rush moves. Can he really get off tackles and get off blocks when they really get their hands locked on him? But his effort has clearly shown that that can be his strength of his game. And obviously, he'll learn as the season goes on, as years goes on in his career. He'll learn from guys like Robert Quinn, Frank, Chris, and the other guys we'll have on his team in years to come. I, I'm, I'm excited for Jordan. I think he'll have a big year. The Cardinals O-line really isn't that great outside of their inside presence. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I expect our pass shorts to have a decent day. Um, our secondary is definitely going to be challenged, but I think it's a good matchup for them as well. Uh, James is really good in the red zone, like you said, but middle of the field, he's not really a guy that really, really threatens you too much. They have Darrell Williams back there to spare him off. But yeah, this this is a good matchup, honestly. I expect Spaghetti to come out there with, with a good scheme. I think he should have a good game. What do you think he's going to do?
0: Yeah, well, it's tough because I think the, big, the two biggest questions coming into the defense is the youth of the secondary and can the pass rush, which was, what, 29th in the league last year, that's been revamped a little bit, can it get pressure? And I think – it's kind of it's weird because Spags is notorious for starting slow defensively. His defense yes, is, you sure. know, it's just kind of how it works. You add in all the youth, and I expect the same to happen. But at the same time, if the Chiefs don't get it there and get pressure on Kyler and aren't able to like defend these mediocre receivers, I'm going to be worried going in. You know, going into playing <laughs> Justin Herbert on a short break, yeah. going into playing Matt Ryan with who has a good offensive line and good offensive weapons, like it's it's a weird thing to where. I understand that the defense is a work in process, but at the same time, if I don't see it against this less than impressive offense, in my opinion, I'm going to be, I'm going to start to, you know, get those jitters being like, oh man, are we going to have to score 40 points a game? Is this going to be 2018 Chiefs all over again? Like what's (laughs) going on? I
1: agree. And I think that's kind of the beauty of this group is that we all know it's probably going to be a work in progress, but we know that we're just so much more faster so much more physical as a group that we can afford to make some of those mistakes. Because like you said in the past, we're going to make those mistakes going full speed. We're going to fly to the ball. Guys are going to be more contested as far as catches with receivers. Guys aren't going to let guys beat them in those one-on-ones out of the backfield because we just have so much more speed at our linebacker position with Leo and Nick and Willie. So I'm just, I'm just so much, I'm, I'm excited for this group mainly just because I just believe we match up so much better than what we did last year. And if it takes, Three or four weeks for us to get it going. Yeah, it'll be a little frustrating at times. But Chiefs Keenan, we went through that little spare last year when we saw and we started off three and four, and we were all frustrated. So and this team is clearly miles better than we were equipped to where we were last year. So um I'm super excited for this group this year, man. I think they're just they're just better and more equipped to do the things that Spags wants to do when we come towards the end of the year. We know Spags likes to blitz blitz in certain situations, and I was I think we match up better than what we did last year. So um, I know the group, I just I would just advise that the Chiefs can be patient at times. Don't expect the whole world to um, be there cheering on us with the week one. We already know they're not expecting us to win, even though Vegas has us as the number one odds, and I'm sure me and Chris will get into that later. But I'm, I'm excited for this group, man. I really think they're going to do well, and this is a great matchup to start off. So,
0: Right. No, definitely. And I'll just flip over and look a little bit more depth on the offensive side because we know what needs to happen on defense. Is there any – is there – I mean, I know Chiefs Kingdom feels this way. There's no – real validity to the Tyreek Hill gone the Chiefs offense take. Like, why is that the national story when everyone that covers the Chiefs is around this team isn't isn't worried about it at all? It just That's it's so wild. <laughs> That's to me. so funny about that story. You ask anyone in the city and we really don't care. But whenever I hear from
1: fans of other fan bases and not even just Miami fans, just fans of other teams in general. They're just saying why? How are you guys uh, bashing Tyreek or talking bad about him? I'm like, we haven't even talked about him once, honestly, on yeah, our show. Right. I don't ever mention him. Like, I wish him the best. I got love for ten. I appreciate everything he's done for him. done for us. And I, like I said, I have no hate in my heart or ill will towards him. I love Tyreek. So um, it's just the you know how the media are, man. When they get a story, they run with it. And Tyreek kind of lit the fire with it with his own light, with his own lighter fluid. So he ran with it as well. So. He's trying to build his brand, and Pat knew it when he said in the, in the in the interview, so he's just trying to build his brand for his podcast. So it is what it is, but it does kind of get annoying. It gets old, like, okay, guys, can we just talk football now? <laughs> but, I mean, right. it's, it's the reality we live in. You know, social media, people on on, on these uh, talk shows talking about what's the hottest storyline, what's going to get people popping and getting on the show. So it's uh, it, it makes for good fun, but I, I definitely feel you. It's kind of overblown at this point. <laughs>
0: Well, and even more so, I wasn't even necessarily talking about the the extra chatter. I was talking about the you know the production on the field as we're looking at week one. Like it feels like it feels like everyone is worried about is the loss of Tyreek going to change this offense? as Patrick Mahomes lost his guy? And it's like Patrick Mahomes still has his guy. Like if you look at the numbers <laughs> and as far as targets, Travis Kelsey has always you know been ahead of Tyreek as far as targets per game and all that nonsense. And so you still have that guy with. Four, maybe five, depending on how you feel about Watson, receivers that you feel good about. You know, maybe they're all yeah, close. Really. You know, Ju- the gap between uh, Juju at one and, and Watson at five isn't nearly the same as what it was when we had Tyreek and you know what, Demarcus or Pringle or whoever. Going know. To but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it's it, obviously that gap is much narrow, but it's still a bunch of guys that Pat seems to trust. I mean, he's, t- he's hit all of them in the preseason except for Juju, who Actually, he seemed to have the best chemistry while they camp. So it's like I feel good about everyone in the offense. I think Pat's not going to feel locked in on a target that he has to do this or he has to do that, which he did seem to get into a habit of at times with Tyreek last year, and it caused trouble. For um, sure. That's not going to exist anymore. So I think this offense has a chance to be even better this year, as crazy as that sounds. No, for sure. I think a lot of people
1: just like have to, this tendency to – assume that if change is a bad thing and it's not necessarily the case because in football and most people if you've played football or really pay attention to the film would know when you have one receiver or really two good receivers and you don't have a three four or five or fifth option it makes you predictable it makes you easy to guard it makes you easy to defend because you know where the ball's going to go 75 to 80 percent of the time which is usually what's been the case with the Chiefs it was Tyreek and Trav one of those guys who's going to beat you and if you double team them D Corners basically told us hey make anybody else beat us make Byron Pringle have to beat me, make Demarcus Robson have to beat me, make any back one of the backup tight ends, the running backs, anyone else you throw it to, I don't trust anybody outside of your top two to, to make a play for your team. So Now we, and I've been saying this all summer, we truly have a group. We can go one through four. I can throw the ball to Miko, to Juju, to MVS, to Sky, to Justin Watson, who made a big play in this preseason. Jody Fordson, who's going to be a a big, big breakout player this year. People need to watch out for that name as well. So I think it's just going to be, it's it's so much of a better group now. It's going to be much more unexpected on offense, much more multiple. It's going to get back to those days. Think of like that 2016, 2017 era when we had Alex Smith and we had, that group of core. We obviously didn't have the talent that we have now, but you know how multiple we were. Our screen game was very, very exciting. We were ever we were very able to attack deep and short. And we were frustrated at times with Alex Smith because of his lack of empowerment or lack of excitement to push the ball downfield you don't have that with patrick mahomes you have travis kelsey the best tight end in the game who can dictate coverage one-on-one and if you do decide to bracket or double team him i'm very confident me cold meeting one-on-one coverage mvs juju sky we couldn't say that last year like you just said if they threw the ball to to demarcus or we were kind of a little iffy on it at times we didn't know if one guy was going to go backwards or one guy was going to catch it so um yeah you you really can't double team anybody in this offense this year so I'm, i'm super excited for this group man i love the the multiple sets we're gonna have, the twelve personnel, t- the twelve personnel, twenty-one, ten. And we led the league, I think, in ten personnel the past two years. Us in Buffalo have been like the top of the league. So I'm excited for us to get back
0: to that more traditional naturally. football. <laughs> yeah, naturally. When you have the quarterbacks at Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you're gonna be in 10 personnel a lot. Exactly. So, like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have a lot of receivers on the field. You're only gonna have, you know, so it's gonna it's gonna be fun. What's kind of your prediction? Like who's Okay, I'm going to take Kelsey out of this because I think we all expect Kelsey to get his, you know, six to seven for 70, 80 yards, you know.
1: Exactly. Ish.
0: You know, who's, who's the guy? Who's the next guy? Who do you see in this Arizona game specifically um, maybe being the leader in receiving yards? No, for sure. Uh, I know
1: Arizona's uh, secondary isn't really that great, especially at corner. I know they don't have like too many big names. I know some of their corners left in free agency. I know they have Marco Wilson coming back as well. I know they have Buda they Baker. Have oh, safety, they have yeah. They're all pro safety, so he's a guy that's going to come down. He's going to hit you in the box. He's going to be physical. He's going to make Travis Jones. Yep. So
0: he's a good coverage linebacker, too. seconds. Exactly. Uh, so like sure. they got, they got oh, some guys. They got yeah. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 they've got some guys. But, yeah, for, to your – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you up. To your point, they're, no, no, they're you. definitely not a str- – their strength definitely isn't secondary.
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> I expect this group to play well. If there was a guy I would think that would have a big game, I think it would probably be a guy like maybe MVS because they're not that deep in the secondary. That they would probably mm-hmm. try their hardest to – like who's going to – I was going to ask you this question later. I guess we can do it now. Who do you think is going to be the first team to just all out disrespect like Pat and just say, no, Tyreek is there. You can't move the ball down the field. We're gonna put eight in the box. We're gonna go single high. We're gonna make somebody on the outside beat us. And I was thinking if it if it if it was gonna be a week, it'll probably be now because they just believe that, hey, we don't believe your other receivers can beat us outside of guys like Travis Kelsey, who's not a receiver, but he's our number one pass threat. So I would and my guess would be this may be a big MBS week. He may have a couple plays where he go deep over the top, and we may catch Arizona in a single high and a cover three, or maybe catch him in a cover one or here or there. And they just say, Hey Pat, we don't Tyreek's not there. We don't think you're good enough to make that throw or make these decisions beat us with someone else. So I'm I'm excited to see how defense defensive coordinators play Pat and how the game kind of the chess game between Andy and these DCs go this year.
0: Yeah, I hope no one's disrespecting Pat like that anymore. You'd just be crazy to and looking at the schedule, I don't outside of Arizona who hasn't played him in recently everyone else, Chargers, Colts, Bucks, Raiders, Bills, I mean they've all seen firsthand exactly, what Mahomes exactly. can do. And so I don't think any of them will be um uh, you know, trying to play style of defense, but I like the pick on Marquez just because of his height, because of his speed, you know, we know Led that he decent... catch over
1: 20 yards last year.
0: Right. I think, I think there's going to be, he was the most targeted by far from mm-hmm. Pat in the preseason. So, you know, he's trying to get that connection between the two of them going. I think, uh, I think proving that he can produce in a system is something that the chiefs want to do. And Marquez wants to do so. I like that pick a lot of him. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna double down. I know we try to, to be different, and you know, there's other. I could <laughs> say Sky Moore, be like, yeah, Juju's gonna get a lot of catches, but Marquez <laughs> just makes the most sense as exactly. the way this sure. offense is built and the way this Arizona's to be the guy to you know maybe maybe hit that triple triple digit receiving game, hey, um, receiving yards, like, yard <laughs> It will, yeah, it wouldn't take much with his you know six four and his what four 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 three speed. So I'm exactly. um, definitely a guy I'm keeping my eye out. I did want to, you know, mix it up a little bit too with yeah. kind of getting away from the Arizona game here for a quick second and just going on the season in general.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Out of the 53-man roster, I feel like 50 guys on the Chiefs have like a 75% or better uh, approval rating. Uh-huh. And There seems to be three guys that the fan base always loves to uh, crap on or diminish or, you know, just give a hard time. <laughs> and so, and, and we all know you're talking about Frank Clark. Clyde Edwards Delaire and McCole Hardman. These are boogey so I thought we'd these play, thought we'd play <laughs> a game. Play a game with those three specifically, it's just since they've all got a lot to prove in the fan base. Who are you buying? Who are you holding? Who are you selling out of those three? Ooh, that's tough. These are definitely the three boogeyman names as far as like our. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so who's who's gonna prove everyone <laughs> wrong? Who's gonna kind of stay in that same spot? And who's gonna be plumbing be like, oh yeah, we are what you thought we were. Uh I would think the one that I would I would buy, I'm buying Micole just because
1: the speed okay. is either the fastest guy on the team. He's explosive. He can make plays in the offense. And we've seen when he gets the ball in a straight line, it's not a lot of people in the lead that can catch him. Um, on the hold, I'll probably hold on Clyde. I know a lot of people are probably off the, the Clyde train. And like I said, for good reason. I wouldn't disagree with you too much. But um, I've seen I've seen flashes. I know it's minimal, but the Cincinnati game last year at the end of the season when him and Jared were running that ball, we were averaging six yards a carry. I've seen it in Clyde. I know we haven't seen it too often since the LSU days, but I know it's in there. So – I'm not expecting him to do that every game, but I would like to have spurts of the season where he can be. If he can run like that, to Clyde can be really special in this offense. And I'd probably sell on Frank, and it's nothing against him personally. He's just been through a lot on and off the field. He's had certain things that's going on with his body injury-wise that he really can't control. He's not really available as much as we would want him to be, praying that he's going to be here week one versus Arizona. Um, I haven't seen anything on a practice report that would say he wouldn't be playing, but I haven't seen him practice either. So I would, I would hope that the the injury report would update this week, and we start getting closer to, to game day. That we'll definitely see him be out there with the team again. But yeah, I would I would buy on McCole, hold on Clyde, and I would sell on Frank. Those would be that would be my order.
0: Gotcha. Hey, I don't. I I can see where you're going, but I am selling on Clyde, one hundred percent. Hey, I, I – hey. I understand. And A, it has to go with, the with you know, position relevant. I just don't still think running back is that relevant. Um, I'm one of those guys where, you know, I think you could put – we've seen it in the Chiefs office. You could put just about anyone back there, exactly. and they're probably exactly. going to have results. <laughs> Damian yeah. Williams, you know. Uh, um, wow, why am I always – Damian Williams, like, Daryl Williams, anyone. Daryl, yeah, I was weird. like, why am I only on Daryl? Yeah. you know. Um, you so, McKinnon had flashes in the postseason last year. So, I'm, yep. I'm selling Faden Clyde, you know whatever he's 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 just a guy (laughs) I'm holding on McColl just because it's really interesting because he's is has a strong end to last year but he's also overall been underperforming and I think there's that pressure to like take on that Tyreek role when he's not Tyreek he's they're both fast they both have straight line speed but their play style is completely different so I'm holding on McColl because I'm really interested to see on how he is the player goes into his role. Is he trying to replace a role that's, you know, not really replaceable in Tyreek? Or is he gonna continue to take on what he did last year and just be that guy that can take those, you know, jet sweeps or those under routes, you know, and, and be that kind of guy more so than the deep threat. But yeah, yeah, that leaves one guy. I'm buying on Frank, man. As crazy hey, as that sounds, I'm buying in. on Frank. Just because <laughs> I think, you know, honestly, I know people are worried about him being a little lighter. I think that's huge. What you're putting in your body is huge in Chairs. this league. And so the fact that he cut out red meat, the fact that he cut out liquor, just, and I think that's putting in a better mental state. You have Chris Jones, who's going to be playing D tackle all year instead of this D stuff. So. He will be commanding double teams. You have this young rookie in Karloftis who, you know, we don't really know how he's going to be, but he's already gotten teams' attention. He's already going to be a threat. And Frank has taken that mentorship. How can you be a mentor to a guy and then perform very, you know, perform way below? I'm not saying he has to be better than Karloftis, but how do you perform worse than the guy you're mentoring? There's Carlos Dunlap as the veteran presence that's going to be. I just think there's enough reasons – when you look at what Frank is right where he was last year and where he is this year, where he can be, get back to, I don't need him to be a 12 set guy. I need him to be an eight set guy. And I think that he can get back to that. The last sure. two years, the last two years, he has 10 and a half sacks total for this team. And that's yeah. over 30, 29 games. So he's been playing. I think he's he available. gets to you know, about that eight, nine in this year. And I think we're back. That's just how I feel about Frank. I hope Hope we can get back to Frank, and even and then watch out for playoff Frank, if that's the case. <laughs> hey, if Frank gets in the playoffs, we know how he does
1: that. No, I agree. It's it's definitely a. You can make a reasoning for all three of those guys for sure, and, right? And obviously, right. me and Chris, we're definitely hoping that we could buy all three of these guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, exactly it's, it's end of season, but we're just trying to get you guys engaged and get you guys involved. But definitely, uh, Chris, I wanted to get your get your little analyst hat on, get your Vegas hat on for me. Who would you okay. think would okay. be some? some good odds or some good props as far as, like, this week, which guys you think are due for, like, big games, big performances as far as, like,
0: week one. Oh, as far as – I I don't have it. So, do you have – have you t- placed any of the bets yet or kind of what's – I actually like, have. What's Patrick, Mah- what's, trying to get what's Patrick Mahomes' uh, passing yards, What's his over They under. haven't
1: put out the player props yet. They put out a lot of the oh, touchdowns okay. and a lot of, like, who's going to score and things of that sort. The over unders are definitely in the system, but they have not put in the yards. I wish they have put that in. I think it, today is, we are recording this episode on Monday, Labor Day. So I'm hoping the odds will probably be in somewhere like around Tuesday or Wednesday ish before the games actually start for week one. So you can put your odds in. But so unless, far, they definitely have like the, the winners, losers, things of that sort, but they haven't put in the player props yet.
0: Unless it's some ridiculous number like, you know, three. 30 or 340 or something like that, I would take the over on Patrick Mahomes passing yards. If it's like in that 295, 305 range, I'm taking the over because there's this talk in the media, national media that I've heard that the chiefs are going to try to run the ball more. I listened to a few national podcasts and that kept coming up to where they're going to try to change, you know, the, the way that I was like, that's not what's happening at all. The Chiefs are going <laughs> to sling it the whole time. We already talked a about like it. This. <laughs> this. Is a, this is a statement game? This is a Back. game to where if the Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to live and die by the pass, I think all year, but especially this game. So I would take the over on just about any you know receiving yards props on on Marquez and Juju and Travis. You know passing. I take the under on Clyde, whatever Clyde's rushing total is. I'll tell you that. Like, (laughs) I just (laughs) don't. I just don't. Unless they just come out and blow Arizona out of the water, and it's twenty-four-three at halftime, and then they can, you know, kind of cruise in the second half. Unless we get that, I think the Chiefs are going to be throwing it a ton just to be like Tyreek who, because we know how Patrick is. We even know how Andy is. They both hear all of it. They're both aware of all the outside noise. they They never really, you know, acknowledge it. And, you know, Pat Pat will do it every now and again, but they never really acknowledge it except for how they call their place. For sure. That is where you see them acknowledge it. And I just expect Andy to sling it over the yard.
1: No, I would definitely take the over on Pat yards. I was saying that, and also when I saw the preseason game, I know
0: you can't take too much away from
1: preseason. The game where Arizona played Baltimore, one of Baltimore's young tight ends, Isaiah Likely, had a huge day, hundred yards, and I think he had a mm-hmm. touchdown or two. So I'm like, if they're doing that to him, imagine what Travis Kelsey and Jody Fortson are going to do <laughs> week one with right. a full weekly right. game plan. So I would definitely take some of the props on Travis Kelsey catches yards, um, definitely anytime touchdown for a guy like Jody. Could we see how they've been using him a lot in the preseason as well? The odds we can tell you about, I can tell you about today. They have the Chiefs at minus three and a half. I think that's a safe bet to take. I think I'll probably take that week one. That's basically saying well, they win by one possession. I'm pretty sure to say if we can do that. And the money line is Chiefs at minus one ninety eight, and the over and under is fifty three and a half. Me and Chris were talking about this <laughs> offline. That fifty three and a half is it's it's, it's kind of tough. And it's ironic because all this talk all off season about how the Chiefs are going to struggle without Tyree Kill, and yet so far as of today. The Arizona Cardinals Kansas City Chiefs game is the highest over under game of the whole slate week one. Not Buffalo, LA Rams, not Chargers, Raiders, the Chiefs and the Cardinals. And no, this is no DeAndre Hopkins and no Tyreek Hill. So I just want to put yeah. that out there <laughs> that the national media thinks Patrick Holmes is going to struggle, but Vegas still has Vegas stock that is the like, number one highest scoring game. So
0: <laughs> Vegas knows what's going on more times than the not better than the national media anyway. No so like
1: they're in Vegas, huh?
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know what? We get the point of the overrunner, too is to get us is to get us as fans and betters to to take the over. You know that's exactly that's a yeah. fun way to watch football. If you're taking right. the over, you're rooting for points for success. And so, like they're trying to, they're, you know, I'm I'm, t- I'm taking the over though too. <laughs> Just like this hey, week, I, 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 I may be falling for it. I may be falling right into Vegas's trap. I'm taking the over because again. I'm still a little bit worried about the secondary of the Chiefs, even though you know there are some players missing for Arizona. I think they're going to be able to put up some points, but most importantly, it goes right back to what I was just talking about a few minutes ago. I think Andy and Pat are going to be slinging the rock around the field, for sure, and for sure. uh, you know we we if Chiefs hit you know get over thirty points. There's a pretty good chance that that overs hitting. No, I, def- I definitely think this will be a situation where the Chiefs can definitely score 30.
1: Now it's like looking at the other side. I'm like, all right, can the Cardinals cover that, And can they go out there and score 24? Which if our secondary struggles, like a lot of us think we probably will, which we're hoping we don't do. But for the betting odds, I would probably be comfortable with taking the over. I just think we're going to go out there and have a great day on offense. I don't think we're going to miss a beat. I think we're going to go out there and score like we normally do. For the past three, four years, I know we've been averaged around, like, what, 25 points and up, close to even 30 sometimes in, during the season. So I don't expect anything different from Andy in an a offense led by number 15. So I would be comfortable taking the over, but I would not, I would not be mad at anyone who didn't want to touch it. But I would definitely lock right. in for sure, lock in the money line for Chiefs and then lock in the spread at minus three and a half. I would definitely lock those in for sure.
0: Yeah, statement. I don't think there's any more – I don't think there's any team in the league – um, that's looking for more of a statement game in Week One than the Chiefs, just because it's weird how you can go to four straight AFC Championship games, still have your quarterback and head coach, and be predict, the, you know, third and fourth in numerous polls. I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying that's like the masses. I'm not saying the masses are predicting no, I've that. Heard a lot too. There are enough people. There are enough people predicting that to be like credible. Like, yeah, yeah, that. exactly. That's the thing. Like, I'm not trying to be this. You know. There's always someone arguing on Twitter that Stephen Curry is <laughs> not a, like. I'm not trying to be that guy. I know most people are saying the Chiefs are going to be one or two, but I just couldn't believe the amount of noise I'm hearing on, no, I on completely three, agree, four. Man. You know, like so. It's All right, hey, Twitter. last thing before we get out of here, score prediction. We just talked about a little over, over and under a little bit. Ooh. Score prediction. We hit.
1: the We told us we're hitting the over, and I took us on the spread. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep it clean. I'm gonna keep it keep it pretty even numbers. I'm gonna go Chiefs thirty, Cardinals twenty four hit the
0: over okay. and chiefs. yeah I'm, I'm going 34-24 i think it's yeah. uh, i think it's Ice. i think it's pretty comfortable game for the most part i think maybe early again that secondary struggles a little bit but um, as the chiefs start to pull away and frank and chris and carloff just can pull pin their ears back a little bit help by that secondary i think it gets away from arizona in the second half
1: no i like that call both it should definitely be a high school game i'm excited um i've been hearing there's a lot of things going on this week For Chiefs Kingdom, I know on the ninth they're giving out the uh, flags, the new Chiefs flags for the season. So definitely head to your local McDonald's. If you're not in the city, I think they'll be selling them on the website as well. A lot of things going on this week. Uh, I think they're having a watch party at um, Power & Light for the game as well. There's a lot of things going on this week, so definitely keep your eyes out for that. Um, Chris, where can the people reach you at if they need to get in contact with you, talk ball, have any questions? Where should the people reach you at, my man?
0: Oh, as always, just follow me Follow me on Twitter at 10penny88. I'm always talking sports. Still got little little baseball things going, mixing them with the football, but that will slowly fade out as we get into <laughs> the NFL season here.
1: No, absolutely. What about you, I CJ? I'm on, on Twitter as well at CGZ81. That's C-J-E-E-Z-Y-81. Make sure you guys follow me and Chris. Make sure you follow our page, Aftermath underscore KC. New episode will be posted up soon. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. Chris, anything else we
0: should add? Nope, just looking forward to dissecting this game and hopefully a Chiefs starting 1-0 and on the young season next week. So it's game here, man. Game it's game finally game here, game. baby. All right, hey, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Cheers.